Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for October 29th, 2017. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, Catching a Glimpse. The category labeled unfair, Moses wins, hands down. He didn't want the job in the first place. He didn't believe in himself, but God believed in him, and God had a comeback for every excuse Moses would make. He finally accepted the challenge to lead the children of Israel out of bondage and into a promised land flowing with milk and honey. He lives through the challenges of crossing the Red Sea. He lives through the challenges of hunger and thirst. He endures the whining of his fellow travelers. He pleads with God to protect the people from God's own wrath. Finally, Finally, after a generation of wandering around in the wilderness, Moses finally gets within sight of that blessed land of promise, and that's all he gets. He gets to see it, but he will not get to step foot in it. It's simply not fair. It's stomp your foot Cry and whine, not fair. One little blip on the, sc- on the screen with God along the way, and poof, that's it. Moses does one little thing wrong, and God says, nope, you can't step foot in the promised land. The promised land turns out to be a no-go for Moses. I am pretty sure I would have pitched some kind of major fit over this. And if Moses did, it's not recorded. A bigger person than I, Moses seems content enough just to catch a glimpse of the promised land. And he dies. Satisfied, it seems, that they had reached their destination. But catching a glimpse is never enough for me. Standing at the top of the Grand Canyon, you look into the vast canyon to see the bottom. You think you see it, but trust me, you do not. You don't even catch a glimpse of the bottom from the top. When you reach the point that you can see from the top, you keep looking to try to see the bottom. And when you finally catch a glimpse of the Colorado River, well, you just have to go dip your toe in it. And believe me, a toe is all you want to put in that cold water. But you just have to get there. Just seeing it is not enough, at least for me. I had a bit of a Moses moment when our family walked El Camino de Santiago across Spain on our sabbatical pilgrimage in 2009, where there's one point, still about two miles from the destination, where you catch a first glimpse of the spires of the Grand Cathedral in Santiago. The place is called Monte del Gozo, the Mount of Joy. By foot, 
you're still about an hour away. But we had been walking for five days on our spiritual pilgrimage, commemorating the way of St. James, walking 12 to 16 miles a day. And we had heard about the legend that the first one to see Santiago's grand cathedral could be crowned king or queen for the day. And I was the first to see it. I'm pretty sure I jumped for joy on the Mount of Joy, and I probably gloated a little bit too. But I can tell you, after the journey we had taken, just seeing the spires of that pilgrimage destination would not have been enough. I wanted to arrive, worship, smell the incense, receive Holy Communion, and just stand in front of the magnificent structure and bask in the glow of making it to our dreamed destination. One of my favorite pictures of our family from that experience is the final clamshell symbol. That, that's the symbol that marks the way all along the way. There's a final symbol in the pavement in one of the bricks just in front of the cathedral. And the picture that's one of my favorites is four sets of feet on top of that clamshell marker that celebrates success, endurance, persistence, arrival. I'm betting Moses would have liked to have had one of those pictures too. Just to step foot in that promised land and celebrate a job well done, accomplishment, completion, triumph. But Moses could only catch a glimpse. I don't think that would have been enough for me. On this Reformation Sunday, and as Russ told the children, this is not just any Reformation Sunday, but it's the 500th anniversary of Martin Luther nailing his I think it's 95 theses, though I bet there were at least four more complaints he had that he just didn't have time to write down. Nailing his 95 theses on the Wittenberg door, his list of objections to the dominant Roman Catholic beliefs and practices of his time. We stand today amazed at how those early reformers caught a glimpse of a different way to do church and a different way to be Christian which doesn't make the Roman Catholic way wrong. It just makes it different. And there was at least a group of people who wanted something different. I feel confident that Luther and the other reformers could not see the full future of the Protestant church. But in catching a glimpse, they opened a way forward. They did, not, they did not get to live fully in a new world of Protestantism, but they caught a glimpse. They could imagine something they would never be able to fully live into. They could see it, even if they didn't get to step into the land 500 years later. Does it sound familiar? I guess Moses was not the only one to catch a glimpse. In a few moments, we will go just outside the doors on my right, your left, and stand in our legacy garden, and we'll read the names on the new bricks that were placed there this week. 
Names are etched in each brick. Names of those who have left the church money even after their death. Somehow along the way, Mary Edens and Bob Lennon and the Pattersons and Marianne Anderson and the Allens and many others caught a glimpse of what Park Road Baptist Church might become. All of those names on those bricks were part of making Park Road who we are, but that was not enough for them. They wanted to be a lasting part of something they could only envision, but would never step foot in. Sound familiar? Park Road has some Moseses of its own. But then the obvious question comes to us, what can we see on the horizon? What promised land is out there that we may never get to step foot in, but we can see it? I see so many possibilities. I see so many lands of promise. Better education for children, no matter the neighborhood in which they live. Quality health care for all people, no matter their socioeconomic status. I can see a land of promise where there's no hunger. I can see a land of promise where there's no more homelessness. Those kinds of promised lands are out there. I truly believe that. And here's why I believe it. I believe it because I've heard about preachers who preached in the early 1800s saying that they could see a time when human beings would not own other human beings. They may have only caught a glimpse of it. They may have never stepped foot into that land of promise of liberation, but they could see it. They could imagine it. And they had to speak truth to power that it was possible. I believe other big promised lands are out there for us because I've heard about preachers who preached in the 1950s and 1960s saying that they could see a time when blacks would no longer drink from different water fountains. They could catch a glimpse of an era that would be known as the Civil Rights Movement. They could picture integration of schools over segregation. They may have only seen it with their eyes. They may not have ever stepped foot into that promised land of equality, but they could imagine it. And they had to speak truth to power that it was possible. And we know that as far as we have come, we have still not fully arrived in that promised land. I've even heard tell of a time when people in the late 1970s and early 1980s caught a glimpse about a time when women would be able to stand in pulpits and preach the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Many of these never got to step foot in pulpits themselves, but they led the way to a promised land that the prophet Joel had already seen thousands of years ago when God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And those people just ahead of me in the early 80s had to speak truth to power that this is possible. 
Just yesterday, we were at Presbyterian College for homecoming. The baseball team has a big tailgate, and all the parents come, and we meet all the players, and we meet all the coaches. Our oldest son is a junior there. A new prospect from Charlotte has signed to play with PC. And as we were talking, as it turns out, our son and his roommate had hosted him before he signed and tried to woo him to come to PC. They were successful. So we met his parents. The mother said, I'm a PC grad. And I said, oh, I'm a PC grad. She said, what year did you graduate? And I said, 1988. And she said, oh, that's the year I graduated. We both took our sunglasses off to see if we recognize each other. I mean, PC's not big. I was a married student at the time, so I didn't really know a lot of people, and I don't know why. I, we didn't know each other. But we said, oh, well, where are you from? From Charlotte. Oh, we're from Charlotte. We're in Charlotte, South Charlotte. Well, we're from South Charlotte. Well, what do you do? And she told us what she and her husband did, and then you get that question. What do you do? And I said, well, we're the pastors at Park Road Baptist Church. You're the pastor? Yes, I'm the pastor. We talked about it. So you're the associate pastor and your husband's a pastor? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Really not how that works. Um, we're, we're both the pastors. She asked it. It must have been at least three times. You're the, you're the full pastor? You're the pastor? She said, I thought Baptists didn't allow that. And I said, we're not that kind of Baptist. <laughs> As it turns out, she's Baptist. She's that kind of Baptist. <laughs> I just so rarely have that experience these days that it always kind of knocks me off my feet that she could not fully grasp that I was a pastor. But somebody caught a glimpse of this that never got to step into this land that I get to step into. I believe it's possible to see promised lands and sometimes even get to step foot in them like in the early 2000s when we spoke out for marriage equality and lo and behold, we've gotten to step right smack dab into that promised land ourselves. So why can't I catch a glimpse about education and health care and poverty and peace and justice and no more wars or rumors of wars? I'm sick of rumors of wars. Why can't I catch a glimpse of those possibilities? Why can't I be Moses? And why can't you? It's no more outlandish than the story of the children of Israel and Moses. It's not more impossible than the ending of slavery or women in the pulpit or gay people having the right to marry the person that they love. I guess I will always feel bad for Moses that he didn't get to cross over and live in the promised land. But at least he caught a glimpse 
may it be so for us as well. Amen. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Today's podcast was produced with production help from Hugh Ashcraft, Brian Smith, Bruce White, and Rich Dower. Our theme music was composed by Brandon Michael Williams. Thanks for listening today. Grace and peace to you. Thank you.